So are you looking forward to Eve Denver? Yeah, man. I'm actually, you know, but I'm really nervous about freaking cold weather. The last time I was out there, I it almost killed me. It was so cold. I don't think it's as bad with the snow right now, but I am just terrified. But yeah, and actually we're, uh, I've got an opportunity to share a bit at a, um, there's a kind of a side event. Uh, one of the days we're out there with the Build Republic, with Build Cities Network that we've been kind of connected with. And so I'm really excited to connect with all those guys, um, folks coming in from all over the world in the space and kind of like the Build Cities uh, Network. So I'm excited to connect with all of them. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I just hope I can... Oh keep all my toes and stay warm enough. I think you'll make it. I think we, people have made it up there for uh, thousands of years. Yeah, so. I don't know how people live in weather like that, but for those of you that are lucky enough to live in a beautiful, beautiful place like Tampa, Florida, welcome to Tampa talk. Uh, it's February 23rd. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. All right. What are we talking about? Well, on February 23rd, 1998. So that's really not too long ago tornadoes ripped through Florida. So specifically seven tornadoes came like back to back to back between um, the hours of 10.55 p.m. and 2.30 a.m. And it resulted in 42 fatalities and more than 260 uh, injuries. And so it destroyed areas in South Daytona, Winter Garden, Sanford, and Kissimmee. So thankfully uh, didn't get in so far as Tampa. But, um, you know, Tampa Bay or our fellow neighbors were really impacted by this storm and uh resulted in 31 people dying so you know when we live in florida we never think of i don't think about tornadoes right i think you think about hurricanes um but tornadoes are apparently need to also be on our radar and it is yeah, true that mean, now good a hurricane will spin up a tornado too i i have been aware of that in the past yeah. that while hurricanes are coming through it can spin up a tornado at any point yeah, nowadays, you know, we all have phones in our pockets and they're, they've got a lot better systems. It's very easy for them to like warn us about things like this. But typically back in the day, it was like a sound came over your TV. But yeah. if you're if it's after 11 p.m., you know, 11 to 2 a.m., uh, everybody was just kind of sleeping, not watching TV. And uh sounds like it caught all these uh, just tornadoes everywhere, caught people by surprise. But man, that's cr what a crazy event yeah absolutely um in some modern news florida lawmakers are looking to use gambling money for environmental projects and so the tampa bay um, news shared that legislative leaders have agreed to use hundreds of millions of dollars in gambling money to help pay for further expansion of a state wildlife corridor and other environmental projects the senate as well as the house uh infrastructure strategic committees approved identical bills, SB 1638 and HB 1417, that in part would provide $100 million a year for the wildlife corridor. Um, this would include things like directing the money towards the management of uplands and to remove invasive species, as well as to uh, for the Department of Environmental Protection to address flooding and sea level rise in its resiliency plan. So while that sounds like a great use of the money, um, people on the opposite side of the coin um, shared an article by WTSP um, found that this will encourage um, kind of more like it encourages the gambling industry in our state and that gambling addiction helplines have seen a spike in calls due to uh, the launch of sports betting. And so sports betting is largely where this, this fund is coming from. The introduction of sports betting 
into some of the casinos in in um, the state as well as Tampa, Florida, right here. And so this uh, allowance for sports betting has uh, in, has caused this spike in gambling addiction helpline. And so they're saying we're kind of perpetuating this issue. Um, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino here expanded its table games and launched online sports betting in November of 2023. So this is fairly new. Mm -hmm. And the Florida Council on Compulsive Gambling says its hotline has seen the number of calls surge by more than 130%. The Seminole Tribe responded to this, saying it gives more than $24 million to the Florida Council on Compulsive Gambling over the years and consistently pr promotes the 1-888-ADMITTED helpline. Um, organizations are now turning to state lawmakers asking for more money to answer more calls. And so the average across the United States is about 40 cents per capita to, I guess, address these, these calls, whereas Florida allocates about six cents, so way below that national average. Um, so two sides to, you know, the same coin. Do we want to utilize this additional increase in revenue for the state towards something like our environment at the cost of more people being able to access another um, addictive kind of behavior, right, um, here locally? So check out both those stories to kind of see both sides, both perspectives on um, a new legislate, a new law coming into our state. Yeah, um, I so wanted to throw in um, that the couple beaches in the area. So like a little broader than the immediate Tampa, but Tampa Bay area beaches. TripAdvisor ranked among the best beaches of 2024. Um, and according to the site's world's best beaches ranking. So Clearwater Beach came in at number 12 in the United States. And Siesta Key was ranked number two best beach in the United States. And then that same beach on the worldwide rankings came in at number nine. Siesta Key Beach did. Um, so, you know, we've got some some pretty amazing uh, beaches here, but it was cool to see them kind of make the TripAdvisor's best beaches list. Um, for the year. And I believe number one was in Hawaii. So number two to Hawaii isn't too bad. Yeah, no, not bad. Well, number nine. So well, oh, it's Hawaii what number, number one in oh, US. Yeah. Ah, Hawaii yeah. is US. Right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, talking about walking around on the beaches, um, one of the things you're told to do a lot here in Tampa Bay is to shuffle your feet so that you don't accidentally step on a stingray because um, that will not be fun. But here at Zoo Tampa's, uh, at Zoo Tampa, they have a new experience that will let you wade with stingrays. Um, so guests can join zookeepers at what they're calling Stingray Shores for an up-close personal encounter with stingrays starting on March 15th. So guests will need to be at least four foot tall, 48 inches or taller to participate. And if you're under 18, you need to be with a paying participating adult. So it is a paid exhibit. Tickets for the experience range from about 45 bucks to about 60 bucks, depending on what day of the week you go. Um, so participants can expect to be in the water with stingrays for about 15 to 20 minutes. But the whole program, which includes like, some teaching and some time to change. The whole program is about 90 minutes long. Um, so, you know, I think this is a, a, a <laughs> stingrays that aren't going to sting you that you can wade along with. What were no. you say? 
I was just confused as to why you'd pay money to go shuffle with stingrays. I mean, isn't that like what we're avoiding when we're in the ocean? Right, uh, right. That's exactly right. So, so you know, there used to be like a stingray exhibit. Uh, maybe there still is. It's been a long time since I've been to the aquarium. And it's like a, it's like stingray petting almost. It's so right, shallow. Yeah, and you, but these are, these are, um, these are stingrays that either don't sting by nature or have had stingers removed, I think. I'd be barbed, yeah. Is it that yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, but there you go. I mean, Stingray Shores is a new exhibit up and running. Zoo Tampa is very excited and would like all of you to come uh, and do that. Um, if you are in Tampa and you have a catering service or a food truck, then there is an upcoming event that the city is doing to help food vendors. They're calling Bridges to Business. Um, it's a way to learn how to partner with the city on upcoming events. So they're they're dishing out the recipe for small businesses to thrive through this Bridges to Business program. It's a city-led initiative aimed at empowering small catering companies and food truck operators by enhancing, enhancing their eligibility for government and private sector collaboration. So food entrepreneurs um, are invited to participate in this session that's planned for, is that Monday, February 26th um, from 2 to 5 p.m at city center at on Hannah Avenue. Um, participants um, will get on-site assistance from um, city equal business opportunity staff to navigate the application process for minority owned, women owned and small business certifications. Um, and then there's gonna be a bunch of opportunity to kind of network with other kind of city leads, parks and rec and fire and all these different things for, um, you know, health and safety. There's a bunch of learning opportunities there. Um, but if you are in kind of like the food entrepreneurship space, catering food trucks, um, this could be a great event, maybe get you access to participate in like food truck Fridays and things like that, that are going on with the city. Uh, in other news, I saw some friends of ours, um, from bikes from the heart. Um, so they were highlighted a couple in a couple stories this week. Um, so Tom Henry and Tim Eves, um, Tom and Tim are a few re uh, retired dudes um, that have been working out of and from Sacred Heart Catholic Church on a volunteer program they are calling and have launched called Bikes from the Heart, which started back in October. They are refurbishing bikes that they recover from donations, police impound lots, um, bikes that were abandoned from city bus lines and things like that. We have been uh, working with Tom and Tim at Wellbelt Bikes um, to give them maybe bikes that we might not be able to use to share tools and resources. Um, met with them several times. I've been super excited about these guys. And they're in one of the coolest, I think one of the coolest spaces in town. So you might know Sacred Heart Catholic Church. It's the really ornate kind of big Catholic church downtown. But that same parish owns the um, Sacred Heart School that was on is on Florida Avenue. And there's this like convent building there alongside the school where all of the nuns used to live for forever, like this really old building. And actually, when you go upstairs, you can still see like it's like the nuns housing quarters. Uh, but they've taken over the entire downstairs of the convent where they are now refurbishing bikes in there. So the convent is full of bike stands and tires and old bikes um, where they are refurbishing bikes to get to folks that lack transportation. So 
a recipient, they do have an application um, and applicants are required to either get a lock of their own to bring a lock when they want to come get their bike. Or I think the program is selling bikes or locks for like 10 bucks, but you need to kind of acquire your own lock. Um, the goal is that they are making an investment in the, in the kind of transaction. And then they're also asked to sign an agreement that they will not sell trade or pawn that bike. Um, but we're really excited about these partners and these guys that are doing amazing work, kind of making sure others have transportation. We welcome them to the space. Um, and uh, anyway, so show some love to Tom and Tim at Bikes from the Heart and uh, super proud of you guys. Cool, cool stuff. Events going on this uh, week in and into the next couple of weeks in Tampa. We have the Innovators Day happening at Amrock, which is a STEM lab and makerspace in the University Mall. And so on February 24th from 1 to 5, they'll have their Tampa Bay Innovation Week event where you can meet local inventors and learn about resources and opportunities in Tampa. Um, you can also showcase uh, your work for all ages and see prototypes and learn about different prototyping methods and solutions. Amrock is a huge partner of ours, so definitely go check this event out. They have a lot of cool stuff. And I think what they're doing, especially at the age level they're doing that, is pretty incredible. We're, there is 12th annual Music on the Bay happening at Whiskey Joe's Barefoot Beach over on the County Campbell Causeway um, from February 28th to March 3rd. So next weekend from 2 to 10. Um, time, this, this is an adult-only event, and the times per day are posted on their site. Um, but they'll have everything um, from Caribbean to Latin to rock reggae. And uh, there will be vendors available and things like that. Um, it is a ticketed event. So, well, Wednesday is free. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are ticketed events at varying prices. So, again, check it out if you want to listen to some music um, on the beach uh, over at Whiskey Joe's. The 12th Annual Buildings Alive Architecture Hop is happening um, starting at the J.C. Newman Cigar Company next weekend, February 29th from 5 to 9.30 p.m., and so you can join them for an insider's tour at some of Ybor City's most beautiful historic buildings and a sample of light bites along the way. So tickets are $65 for one or two adults for $100 and $25 for students with a valid ID. The line of buildings includes the Centro Asturiano and the Impad Architecture and Design, the Italian Club, the J.C. Newman Cigar Company Museum, and uh, La Beneficia Española, the which is currently an HCC dance studio, as well as Swope. Don't know where that one is. Yeah, yeah, but lots of cool buildings to check out. They are beautiful. I've personally seen the Italian Club, J.C. Newman, um, Central Asturiano. Those are gorgeous. So more. And then the Florida Strawberry Festival also kicks off next week, and so it will run from February 29th to March 10th over at. I believe it's the Plant City Fairgrounds, um, but it's happening at 303 Berry Fest Place, Plant City, Florida. Um, there will be exhibits of agriculture, commerce, industry, livestock, fine arts, horticulture, and crafts, as well as social events and contacts. Um, they also have music at the Florida Strawberry Festival and some pretty good headliners. Um, tickets prices are $15 for adults, $5 for kids, and free under five. As long as there is a paid adult present, obviously, you're going to send your five-year-old <laughs> along to the festival. Um, otherwise, at the well, we have our own events kind of going on. Um, so we're still having the collab coffees every uh, every second and fourth Wednesday from 8 to 10 a.m. over at Blind Tiger. The next one will be February 28th. And then, John, I'll let you talk a little bit about our conscious party coming up as well. 
Yeah. So I really want to encourage all of you to get out for the conscious party on March 9th. We're going to be at Harvest Hope Park uh, from seven to nine. This is kind of an open source party. So you can bring a poem or a song or a story to share. You can bring a dish or plate or, you know, some food to share an open table and an open mic. Um, this is a great opportunity for just like hearing from and sharing with the community. Um, we're expecting a pretty good turnout and it is free to all. So we will, we hope that you will join us uh, March 9th for the conscious party, seven to 9 PM. Uh, and then just a little further out on your calendar. I'll also just say we have a fireside chat, March 21st. We're going to do this at the blind tiger in Ebor. And this will be our first one of an event, uh, fireside chat series. It'll be on the third Thursdays, but this one is from six to eight on March 21st. And, um, we have Matt Spence coming out, who is the chief strategy officer for feeding Tampa Bay, longtime friend of mine, uh, lots of cool uh, stuff to share from his own story. Also just around kind of innovation, social engagement and impact and enterprise. Um, I'm really looking forward to chatting it up with him and hope that all of you can be there. There will be some open Q and a time. So you'll be able to ask him some questions as well. Great opportunity to network. Um, so those are some things we have coming up on the horizon. And I think that's what we got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please do continue to share the show um, with friends and also make sure you're subscribed to Word on the Streets at wordonthestreets.xyz um, so you get the newsletter that kind of goes along with this audio companion wrap, wrap up each week. Uh, we will be out at Harvest Hope this morning sharing groceries with the Kinship Mobile Free Market from 1030 to 1130 and doing some gardening at the Ebor Street Community Garden from 10 to 12. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.